It was a snowy New York City winter day, and I was hoping it was the last one of the season. My hair was pulled back in a ponytail, I had no makeup on, and I was wearing my signature Saturday outfit, a sweater, leggings, and boots, as I ran around my neighborhood doing errands. At the cash register at my local wine shop, the young man behind the counter asked to see my ID. He must have been in his 20s. I was pleasantly shocked. I said incredulously, really? But I was smiling to myself. I could be your mother. The man looked a little scared by my reaction, and he said softly and almost apologetically, I'm sorry, I just can't tell how old you are, so I need to see your ID. I handed over my ID and then told him proudly, even though I'm only five feet, one inch tall, I'm almost 50 years old. You made my day. I learned a life lesson that day. If I have a youthful mindset, a pair of leggings, and apparently a ponytail, age may be just a number. And my number doesn't seem to carry the same weight it did in the past. Every once in a while, I might even get carded. This is why when I hear the term middle-aged, it's hard to know how to respond. Although we've been conditioned to think it's practically a four-letter word, the realities of women in midlife today are far different from what our mothers experienced. The truth is women in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s are living younger, vibrant lives. More important, instead of feeling that the best days of their lives are over, they can fill this unique time with promise and potential, even adventure. Women in midlife are definitely not experiencing the universal malaise some would call a midlife crisis. The traditional life shifts or passages we used to associate with middle age are no longer occurring on the same timeline for every woman like they did for our mothers and grandmothers. Not all of us are dealing with the empty nest syndrome because our kids have left home. Instead, some of us in our 40s and 50s are still busy raising toddlers, while others have tweens, teenagers, or even grandchildren. Some are just having their first child or have chosen not to have children at all. We might be reaching the pinnacle of a long career or re-entering the workforce. And our relationships are all at different stages, married, divorced, dealing with the death of a spouse, caring for aging parents, the list goes on and on. That's why I see this new midlife as a time of challenging transitions as well as fantastic possibilities and not just a time of crisis. No matter where we are in checking off the goals of a life well-lived, those of us in midlife are now at the age when we can use the wisdom we've secured to rebalance and reinvent. Taking stock of what we've accomplished and continuing to dream big about what's in store. Our future is really looking good. So why are we still beating ourselves up, living with anxiety, and overall feeling so bad? The Negativity Pressure Cooker Women in midlife feel bad about themselves for a variety of reasons. Ironically, the downer cultural concept of middle age is actually a relatively new one. 
Until the term midlife was first used in 1807, the chronological period that spanned the middle years of a lifetime was seen as the prime of life. Yet somewhere along the way, middle-aged became a label loaded with pessimism. Old, over the hill, getting up there, out of it, not with it, losing it. Whether it was our marbles, our job, our spouse, or our looks. Language has power and can be brutal to our ego. What's more, this perception has been infused in the culture so thoroughly that according to a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, women between the ages of 40 and 59 have the highest rate of depression, 12.3% of any group based on age and gender in the United States. In the past, women talked about midlife in terms of crisis or retirement. We've grown up surrounded by that message and subconsciously adopted those same themes. 